Hello everyone, it's me again. It's me, Logan, back with another podcast. Uh, the first one of November, being the 14th of November is when I'm recording this. But that's okay, um, because I've been really busy uh, trying to get another video edited and out there. And I'm probably around two-thirds of the way through the video at this point, And it should be going up on my YouTube channel, uh, hopefully by the end of this week. So look forward to that. Um... So today is going to be a lot different from uh, the last podcast, which got really overly personal. Uh, this one's going to be about Star Trek and my experiences with Star Trek. So I talked about Star Wars. Now it's it's time for, for the Trek, you know. <laughs> so um, just to begin, uh, again, this podcast is simply for me to help me uh, talk long form since I'm not very good at it. And what better way to do that is to talk about different subjects that I like. That's that's really the only premise to this podcast. So if you're coming in new, uh, feel free to listen. And feel free to give me feedback on iTunes or whatever. Um, and, you know, if you want me to do something else in kind of a different format or whatever, uh, go ahead and give me suggestions or whatever. I'm open to different things. Um, so I, I want to get started by talking about Gene Roddenberry's Star Trek uh, so general thoughts about it. Um, so I, I guess I should say in advance that this is going to be, uh, pretty surface level stuff. I can't get into the entire universe, uh, in, in one, you know, half hour podcast or however long this ends up being. Uh, so yeah, this is, this is not going to be like in depth, right? It's going to be mostly like my uh, relationship with it, if you can even say that. My parasocial relationship with it. I, I remember that word uh, most recently. Uh, I found out that that's an actual thing. Um, look it up if you if you don't know what that is. But uh, so so to get started, let me just say that um, it's been a while since I've watched the the five main series, and uh, I would like to say that the three that were around the same time, which were Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager, uh, my family and I all watched in succession. And we watched the complete series of all all three of those, all 21 seasons total. Um, and let's see, uh, uh, Enterprise, my mom and I watched like the first two seasons of, um, and then a long time ago we watched a lot of the original series, except for the ones that my, my parents didn't want to watch. Uh, and I actually started watching it with my girlfriend a long time ago, back when I had a girlfriend. Uh, uh, we watched a few episodes of that, but I, I never actually watched the entire series of the original series, which is, which is kind of too bad, because my parents would always be like, no, I didn't like this episode, so let's skip that. And so we, we skipped a lot of episodes and uh, so I, you know, I, I remember the Tribbles episode, I remember the ones with the, the portal, uh, or whatever. So, um, and the, I was about to say the ones with Q, but Q wasn't in the original series. Um, so, so let's just talk about, uh, let's, let's say my favorite, first of all, is, is kind of in flux right now, because... Um, I, I need to rewatch like those three because my, easily the the top three are are that next generation 
Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Uh, the you know the original series is is awesome and it deserves a place in entertainment and media history. But I just didn't really enjoy it as much as some of the later ones. Um, so uh, yeah, and and my favorite for a while was Voyager. But then we watched Deep Space Nine, and I I thought about it more. And, you know, I, I'm thinking that Deep Space Nine might be my favorite, my new favorite, just because they kind of uh, pushed the envelope a whole lot more in that series and were a lot more willing to kind of take a weird genre-switching risk in that series. Uh, but um, I'll, I'll get into that a little more later. Uh, but but anyway, I'd say probably yeah, it's 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 around a tie for Deep Space Nine and Voyager that I like the best. I, I like them all, including the animated series, um, <laughs> which I might actually be making videos about. I'm not sure yet, and I I'd have to look into copyright as well to see if I could do that. But um, I might be making a reaction series uh, akin to kind of like. Uh, like a recap show, uh, because it, it just sounds really fun to do, um, but, uh, so, uh, and also I've watched the entirety of the animated series, and in fact, I own the animated series, uh, it's in a, it's in a little white and orange box, DVD set, uh, which is pretty cool, uh, but, um, well, let's see, let's, let's change gears a little bit and talk about Star Trek as a whole, uh, oh, I would like to say that I haven't seen any episodes of Discovery yet, which I need to see, but, uh, yeah, so that's kind of, uh, on my to-do list, um, but, uh, on the surface level, let's, let's, let's dive into it a little bit deeper, Star Trek as a, like, media phenomenon, which has kind of had weird, like, really weird, uh, evolution of how it's, how it's, you know, been on the air and then off the air and then on the air and then off the air. Uh, so, you know, in 1966, when the original Star Trek came out and, and aired for three years, then was suddenly canceled. Uh, and um, if you don't know about Star Trek, um, I don't know, to give you a general premise, it's it basically like it takes place in the future where we have uh, space traveling, you know, spaceships and uh, the, the show is essentially, like, just the, the adventures that happen on those spaceships that are exploring, uh, different parts of the universe, you know, of the galaxy, actually, it, it happens to be, um, so, uh, uh, so, like, people really, really liked it in, um, uh, you know, uh, the 60s. But, you know, not enough to have it, like, keep going, I guess. And, and sci-fi was a really weird, new, strange thing at that point. So a lot of people didn't really know how to react to it, I guess. is That's just my opinion. But I don't know. But um, I guess a lot of people really, really wanted it back. And so they made a few movies. And then they made a sequel series, which I don't know, honestly, how common it was at that time for one series to get another series like uh 
I guess it could be called a spin-off, but it doesn't have any of the original characters. It, it takes place, like, what, 80 years later, I think, The Next Generation did? Uh, I mean, it's literally called The Next Generation. So I don't know how common it was at that point, and that might have seemed a little like, huh, th that's really interesting that you're that people connected to these original characters, and they really loved them and how they interacted with the world. Uh, but now you take the setting and throw a bunch of other different characters in there. And I, I realize that's a lot more common now, uh, where you have stuff like, uh, I don't know, the Alien franchise has done that. And um, uh, I was actually just looking into the, the Fate anime series, which has done that. It takes place like different generations of the same kind of uh, phenomena that are happening, happening the wars. Uh, so, yeah, you have that happening a lot more commonly now, which is probably due in no uh, small part to Star Trek kind of doing that. Uh, you had a lot of different homages to the uh, original Star Trek. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's really interesting because I believe at that point in, what, 1987, which was only, like, 18 years after the original Star Trek ended. So you totally could have had, like, and I don't know how the actors felt about this, but uh, they were all still alive at that point. So you, you could have had, in theory, like, another series uh where the original characters continued continued on and and i realize you had like the movies and stuff and you had kirk become an admiral and then get demoted and then spock become a captain and then kind of get demoted but also kind of like voluntarily get demoted i don't know and then he dies <laughs> i guess that's that's the main problem there um but uh so uh, yeah, it, it's really interesting, like, they decided to go with, we want to make a new show set in the same world, but we want to have all new characters, have it take place, like, 80 years in the future, which is really interesting, because, you know, Star Trek is already in the future, and so, it's, it, I guess, uh, I think the Fallout universe is actually doing that kind of thing, too, is where they're just kind of picking different, uh, you know, uh, time periods of the future and saying, we could make an interesting game about this. Uh, let's set it here. But, you know, also the most interesting thing is that, like, uh, there wasn't really... I, I don't really... I'd have to look this up, but there, there doesn't really seem to me to be a specific reason, like, why they had to put it, like, 80 years in the future. Or, or however long it was. Um, especially when you have something like Star Trek, when you don't have an established timeline, especially, you know, in the future. Um, uh, it's Actually, it's kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh! Now that I think about it, wow, it totally is. Oh my goodness. Uh, where, where you have the same setting, and you have different characters, and in different mechanics... Uh, you know, taking place in, in the same kind of premise of exploring the universe or having card games. Um, but, but yeah, so, you know, that, that has always interested me where you kind of had, and you even have the same roles because, you know, you have a ship where you have the, the hierarchy 
of captain, uh, commander, lieutenant commander, you know, different, different uh, rankings. So you literally had people stepping into the same shoes, the same roles as the original cast. And I, I can't imagine that. And they've done that like five times now. And I can't imagine like how that would be. Like, and I'm, I'm wondering, like, why they didn't just decide to have it be, like, even in the same world, but, like, a different kind of genre or, or like, different premise. Like, it could still take place in the Star Trek world, but it could be, like, on a space station, like what Deep Space Nine, like, did at first. Uh, but you still had the same kind of hierarchy. And even then, later on, you still have them exploring in, in the Defiant. Uh... But yeah, so so that's always been really interesting to me, and I and I like it, and I would love to see more universes do that, where you have something that's a premise that's like really simple, to be honest, where you have, you know, a a ship from Earth or actually from the Federation. I'd love I'd love to see more alien, uh, you know, ships where like the majority of people on the ship aren't human. I think that would be kind of cool. For the future but uh so you have you know a ship going out and exploring the galaxy basically where that's literally the only premise and you can do a lot with that and even where you have deep space nine where it takes place on uh one space station that's also next to a wormhole so you end up doing some kind of exploring or or the different things that need explored come to you i guess and then you have Voyager, where they're literally flung out into the, like, 70 years away from from Earth. And, and they literally have to do exploring in order to return. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's really interesting, a choice they, they had to make. Like, we want to put something in the same world in the future. How are we going to determine that? I think I think that's thinking about that more now, I'm sure that was a very hard question to answer. Like, how do we make it different while also keeping it the same? You know, that, that kind of thing. But, uh, so, anyway, to get into more specifics, I wanted to talk about, like, what specifically I liked from each series. Uh, so, the original series, um, I think challenged a lot of minds because it wasn't necessarily just well you know come to think of it I, I was gonna say that it wasn't necessarily just uh space battles and action fights but i honestly don't think that sci-fi was that in the 60s i think it was more philosophical and it didn't really get into the action stuff until like star wars came out and you had like the 80s with with a lot of different, like, like Flash Gordon or something, where it was very action-packed. Um, so I think it, it did kind of fit in with the, the philosoph... The philosoph... Wow. Philof... I can't say this. Philosophical. There we go. There's the word. Uh, aspects of, you know, the, the, the main characters having to ask, like, like, what is the value of life? What is the value of a robot? What is, uh, you know... Uh, should we, uh, you know, if some, if, uh, a civilization like, like getting into the prime directive, the prime directive is challenged all the time in Star Trek 
especially in the original series where you have this civilization that's uh, probably going to like die out or, or something bad is going to happen and you have to ask yourself, do we get involved with this? When it's against our literally number one rule not to. You know, it's those ethical questions where uh, that that also translate into you know modern times where it can even come across as race as like if you have like different aliens or or yeah even different races where you have Deep Space Nine where they literally go back in time to a, uh, a, a like a civil rights movement like a civil rights riot uh, which was really interesting but but anyway uh, getting back to the original series. Um, you know, you had that uh, that that philosophical, you know, and it was probably due to some animation restrictions too. Come to think of it, where they would probably tend to focus more on the uh, the the crew, the people, which you know whether they did that because of budgetary concerns or not. I I think it was really good. And it. It, it really set off a whole, you know, media universe, I guess you could say. Uh, and, and, and again, I can't really say too much about that because I haven't watched it in a really, really long time. And I haven't watched the entire series either. Um, but to talk about Next Generation, again, really cool that they, like, decided to make that. And, I, and I'm sure there were a lot of questions that came out of, like, how do we make a sequel series to Star Trek? Um, so, uh... First of all, Picard is, like, I'm not sure if he's my favorite captain, but, like, the fact that they went so far into his head with, like, Q dealing with it, like, after he died, or, like, traveling back and forth in time, it's, like, he was, like, one of, easily one of the best characters to come out of Star Trek, was Picard. Uh, just kind of, like, getting into his backstory... And also him easily having to deal with uh, different character developing situations, like almost every episode. Uh, he was he was really easily one of the best characters. Uh, let's see, um, Data was also a really good character, uh, and I I don't really know of too many other like robot or android characters that are given that much humanization, which which is kind of really cool. Um, that, uh, you know, you, you really don't know how a robot is going to act in a, when they're surrounded by humans or if they're going to have curiosity, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, oh, to talk about Q, actually, is, is a really interesting, uh, addition to the Star Trek universe where you have this omnipotent being basically pranking the the crew of the Enterprise and Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Um, so it, it is really interesting to see, like, how they deal with that from a from an ethical perspective and also from a, you know, you don't want to have an overpowered uh, character. But I think they really did that well because y- you basically have to uh, either, like, passes test, which that might bring about character development in both you and in Q, or you have to, like, 
kind of reason around him, which was really cool that they happened to do that, you know, to an omnipotent being. Uh, so, so yeah, Q was a, easily a, a really good character too. Um, and I always loved the episodes that he was in just cause they were so wacky and kind of, and really fun. Like the Robin Hood episode was easily one of my favorite episodes of, of next generation. Um, because uh, actually I'm not sure if this was done on purpose or not, is that you had the crew of the enterprise stepping into the roles of a previous story. Huh? Where have we seen that before? Uh, so, I don't know if that was done on purpose or not. Um, uh, so, a few things about Deep Space Nine. Uh, again, I really liked the fact that they could just, uh, you know, kind of flip the flip the narrative, where they don't have to necessarily stay on genre. Uh, like, I remember one where they had basically like an Ocean's Eleven uh, style Ferengi episode. Um, and I, and I really like that too, before I get to that, is that, like, you knew, like, five or ten minutes in, like, whose episode it was going to be, and that would determine, like, the whole tone of the, 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 of the episode, where if it would be, like, a Cisco and the Bajoran religion episode, or if it was going to be a, or, yeah, if it was going to be a Ferengi episode, or if it was going to be a, uh, I don't know who other characters it would be, or like a Bashir and, and Julian episode, you know, you, you knew you knew like what kind of to expect, and I know that's not necessarily a good thing uh, to know what to expect to be predictable, but I, I really appreciated that in in Deep Space Nine, and, and even then, you know, you didn't really know. Exactly, because you had, you know, a Ferengi episode that was also a Mirror Universe episode, which was, <laughs> that was, that was an interesting one. Uh, but yeah, the, the Ferengi Ocean's Eleven episode, where they, oh, I forget what they had to do, but they, they like, go on to another space station, and they're all Ferengi, and there are, like, seven or eight of them, and they have to, like, they have to make a trade for something. I believe. Yeah, I think they've taken hostage like one of the the bad guy clones. I forget what they're called. Uh, the, the species. But they have to make a, a trade for um, the Grand Nagus or like his his wife or something like that. But but it, it was really funny how they did it because they definitely did it like Ocean's Eleven style. Uh, speaking of Ocean's Eleven style, they also did the one in the holodeck where like the holodeck uh, it it um, it glitches out or something, and their episode with James Darren being a, a recurring character, that was kind of cool, too. Uh, uh, they have to, like, retake the casino, or they have to rob the casino, I think, in order to save the program, the holodeck program. That was, that was a really fun episode, too, because they did it, like, with the editing and with the camera shots in the style of, like, a, a heist movie. Or like like an Ocean's Eleven style heist movie, which is really really fun, and I really really like that. Um, uh, I didn't really care for as much, and I'm sure I'm not the only one with this with necessarily like the uh, the uh, I I forget what they're called I I they're like the Bajoran religion stuff that was a little bit boring to me, and it was a lot more interesting to see like the actual war and like the Cardassians and the Dominion getting together and 
and going to war with the Federation. I thought that was a lot more interesting. Uh, and especially with, you know, uh, Gould Cat, and you don't really know, uh, like, what he's going to do next is, uh, necessarily. I, I thought he was actually a pretty good villain, to be honest, just because you didn't know what he was going to do next or what he was going to try. Uh, and then you had Garrick, the uh, Taylor uh, Cardassian, who worked at Deep Space Nine, and you didn't really know whose side he was on. Uh, but also him becoming fairly good friends with some of the crew. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that part. Um, uh, yeah, Deep Space Nine. And they had the baseball episode, too. I forgot about that. Oh, man. that They had a, a lot of, you know, like, just... You wouldn't necessarily say, like, oh, they yeah, this Star Trek series had a baseball episode, you know. You, you'd never think you'd say that sentence in your life, but but you do. Uh, so, yeah, that that's why I really like Deep Space Nine. It's just because they kind of push the boundaries of, like, you know, we have a holodeck or we have, like, a, an omnipotent figure where we could just transport them into some other uh, scenario. Why, why don't we just do that? Uh... And I, I feel like that really uh, translated well to the characters in the setting. Uh, okay, but Voyager, though. Voyager, I, I really enjoyed just the, you know, the overarching story, which uh, the other series didn't have as much, I feel like. Uh, Deep Space Nine, you eventually had the the war with the Dominion, but uh, the the, you know, overarching story of, uh, of Voyager was just to get home. And so that was very interesting to see them kind of deal with not having access to the outside world, essentially, and and having to, to deal with being, oh, excuse me, being the only ones, you know, out there. And, uh, and also I thought Janeway was a, a an awesome captain, uh, and, and also the, the cool idea that you had, like, the Maquis ship, which was, like, the Federation traders, uh, also get involved, and then them kind of having to, to, to deal with each other at first, but also form a coherent crew. Uh, so that was, that was very, very interesting to me. Um, and also Voyager had a few weird episodes, too. Like, the one where all their quote-unquote clones uh, ha like also try to get home, but then they get destroyed at the end, and then the real Voyager crew like comes ac across it, and they don't know what they're seeing. That was that was an interesting episode, and, and then the one that takes place like way in the future. That's asking like, what if Voyager crashed somewhere, and and the Doctor, the uh, the holographic Doctor program, just um, was brought online, like, hundreds of years after the fact, and he had to basically, like, tell the story of it. That was a weird episode, too. But, you know, overall, the... the... all these Star Trek series, honestly, is just, like, the interactions of the crew with each other was the most interesting thing to me. And sometimes, you know, that would be in a baseball game, or sometimes that would be in a Robin Hood setting, or something like that, and it to to do that i think was was really really fun and also kind of brilliant on the part of the writers that they could have 
you know, character development that doesn't necessarily stem from, uh, you know, being on the bridge of a ship and going about your, your premise. I really like when they kind of step out of that and just uh, bring it somewhere else you wouldn't necessarily think it would go. Um, so, yeah, I think that you have the most kind of developing moments outside of the bridge. And I could be wrong about that. You can debate me about that. <laughs> uh, but to talk about Enterprise, too, just a little bit, um, the I, I'd like to say the tone of, like, the first two seasons at the very least was almost identical to the, the three seasons that came before it. And I think Enterprise started while Voyager was still was still uh, going on. Um, and so, yeah, Enterprise, it just didn't really live up to expectations. And again, like, you, you didn't really... Like, you had this timeline, right? But you stepped back into a time because Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager all took place at around the same time. There was this kind of this ongoing timeline. Uh, but Enterprise took a step back into before the original series, before Kirk and Spock. Uh, so it, it... I don't know. There were some good parts about it. It was supposed to be, like, the first... Uh, the first, like, human ship. And, and it was really cool that you could see, like, the formation of the Federation. And uh, I think you had, like, either first or very early contact with the Klingons. Uh... So it was cool to see that, but like, other than that, I don't really see much reason to choose that timeline. Like, and I realize they're kind of going for the Voyager thing, where like they're the only ship and they kind of have to make decisions on the fly, blah blah blah. But like, it eh, when when you have that time restraint, uh, it just doesn't get that interesting. I don't know. They they could have gone a lot different ways with it, I think. Uh, because you have Star Trek, right? Where you could say, like, oh, we encountered these aliens who are also, you know, <laughs> baseball players. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I feel like it, it could have gone a lot differently. And I heard that uh, they only had four seasons, but I, I have heard that possible ideas included, like, a Doctor Who crossover which would have gone a little too far, in my opinion. I don't know. Um, that's just me. But, again, I, again, I, I haven't really seen these shows in a while, and I'd love to rewatch them. So if you have any recommendations for, like, if you remember any good ones to watch, and, and I was a lot younger when I watched them too, so I can't really... So uh, probably a lot of the philosophical stuff was lost on me. Um... Uh, the social issues really, really shine through, though. So those are pretty cool. Um, so if you have any recommendations of specific episodes, or if you should think I should watch the original series or Enterprise all the way through, uh, let me know. Let me know uh, what I'm missing and what I should look for. Or if I should see them in, in a different light, uh, you know, let me know. Um, but I, I also want to talk about Star Trek Armada for a little bit, because... Uh, I would be remiss if I were not to mention that. So it was a PC game that I believe came out in like 1999 or 2000. And it was a top-down 
top-down RTS uh, where you controlled a fleet of ships um, and did certain missions uh, that could involve like an escort quest or like just defeating another fleet. Uh, and I had so much fun with it. And that was probably due to the fact that I didn't have many other games. I think I also played Civilization at the time. Uh, that was in an earlier podcast, by the way. You can look that up after this one. Uh, but I, I might talk about Star Trek Armada in, an, in a future podcast all by itself. Um, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with that, and that took place after Star Trek Insurrection, I believe. So, somewhere along the lines of, well, it was after Next Generation, I should say that. Um, and you played as the Enterprise in a lot of that. But you could also play as the Klingons, the Romulans, and the Borg. And so that was really, really fun. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, I wanted to talk about the Orville. So, if you didn't know... Uh, and it's interesting because it took place like, or it aired about the same time as Star Trek Discovery. It's a new show made by Seth MacFarlane, actually, which, you know, Star Trek is all about, uh, like I said before, the good episodes of Star Trek are the ones that you don't really think you'd ever say, like when Deep Space Nine had a baseball episode. Like, I never thought I would say that. Seth MacFarlane made a, made a show that was basically an homage to Star Trek. You never think you would say that. Um, but yeah, so this show that's on Fox, I believe, is a... It doesn't take place in the Star Trek universe. They can't, they can't do that because it's owned by CBS. But it, uh, it is very much an homage to it. And I, I've heard a lot of people prefer it to Discovery... Uh, although I don't think that's fair to really compare them, but, uh, the tone of the Orville is very, very similar to, like, some of the ones we've seen in Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, but you also have, like, the, the good Seth MacFarlane, Seth MacFarlane humor, where you have, like, um, casual, awkward situations that go on just a little bit too long. I don't know how to explain it, really, I, I can't think of an example, but... I don't know, those are just really funny to me, and those are those are, those are, are in there. So it's actually, like, kind of funny, as well as, like, it, it deals with... <laughs> it, it, it hit the pavement really running, uh, dealing with social issues. I think in the first few episodes it dealt with, like, uh, sexism and transgenderism uh, and... Um, uh, uh, it, it's it's still with racism a little bit if you could if you like translate that to aliens um and like and it also had an episode of like that was criticizing uh like social media culture which was which was kind of cool i don't really agree with all their stuff considering because the, it, it has a problem with like the way we had it on earth was the bet is the best we've had, and we're going to judge other alien races by that standard. I don't think that's really the best way to go about it, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been asking questions, which is really good for a Star Trek show, and so a lot of people are saying, like, oh, the Orville is the best Star Trek I've seen in a while. Um, so I'd recommend going and seeing it. It's, it's fun. Uh, it does deal with real issues, with modern issues. Liam Neeson is in one episode. <laughs> yeah, that, that happened. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, I have, again, I haven't seen Star Trek Discovery. I'd, I'd like to see it. It's, it's only on CBS All Access right now, so I might wait until it gets onto another streaming platform, if it ever makes it to, like, Netflix or, or whatever, or if CBS makes a deal with Hulu or something. I don't know. Um, but until then, and, and again, I'm sorry that this is kind of surface-level stuff, I just wanted to talk about Star Trek for a while. I think that's always fun, and I'd love to talk about it more after I've seen a lot more. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind. Of, those are kind of my thoughts on Star Trek. So, and again, Star Trek the animated series, which is really cheesy and, and funny in a uh, in a corny way. Uh, just looking at the animation, it's kind of Hanna Barbera style. Um, uh, it's on Netflix too. Actually, I believe. All the series, I believe, original series, animated series, I know those two are on Netflix, but I believe Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise are also on Netflix. I know they were at some point, so I'd recommend checking it out. Um, uh, so, uh, and also the, the the three movies with Chris Pine, the, the newer ones to come out, uh, you know, they were, I thought they were pretty good. Although I didn't really think they were that um, representative of like what the original shows were about, because they were more action based, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. In fact, a lot of the Star Trek movies are, um, uh, even the ones with you know William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. But uh, I don't know. Um, it's it's an interesting world that they've created. I will say that. Uh, and even, like, Star Trek Online, which I played for a while. Oh, I completely forgot about that. That takes place even more in the future. Um, where after the Klingons have declared war on the Federation again. Because, you know, that apparently happened. Uh, and the Borg have destroyed, like, half the universe. And uh, Janeway is killed. And Picard is, like... I don't think he ever gets promoted to an admiral, actually. <laughs> Come to think of it. Um, so... Yeah, so those are my thoughts on Star Trek uh, animated series. I might do a recap show of that on YouTube. Um, but if you want to check out my YouTube, you can go to uh, YouTube, <laughs> duh, and and just type in Heartright into the search bar. I don't have a custom URL yet. Hopefully, I'll get one soon. Um, but uh, uh, you can you can find me there. You can also find me streaming. I'm trying to stream a lot more twitch.tv slash heartrightyt, that's H-E-A-R-T-R-I-G-H-T-Y-T, and my Twitter handle is the same as that, at heartrightyt, if you want to go follow me on Twitter. So, um, yeah, what did you think about Star Trek? Well, let me know uh, if you had the same thoughts as I did, or if you had a differing opinion, or what was your favorite series if you've watched uh, multiple Star Trek series? I'd love to know. Because I've heard a lot of different answers. I've heard a lot of people say it was the original series. I've heard a lot of people say Deep Space Nine. Um, I haven't heard anyone say Enterprise, but I'd, I'd love to hear an, uh, an explanation for if that's the case. Um, they all ha- they're all very different. They're all very similar, but all very different and all very different styles and everything, which is re- really cool. It's not just rehashing kind of the same thing over and over. Um, so yeah, if you <laughs> hadn't watched or done much Star Trek before this, um, I hope this kind of, uh, piqued your interest a little bit, and I'd invite you to just, um, 
if, if you're new into the Star Trek world, I'd probably recommend starting with Next Generation. Um, it may be a little bit uh, 80s cheesy, but um, some of the issues they deal with in it are, are really cool. Um, so, yeah, anyway, thanks for listening so much. I'm going to try to do more podcasts. I always say that. But, uh, uh, yeah, let me know what you thought uh, on iTunes or, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love a review, even though this is kind of for my benefit because I'm, uh, you know, talking long form and this is kind of practice for that. I'd still love to know what my listeners are thinking and, and what they would suggest, like, subject-wise to go into or if you want to see a different format or if you want to see me do different like sections uh or if you want to see me do some sort of improv game at the beginning i don't know uh, if you have any ideas let me know i'd i'd love to uh you know i'd love to make this a thing that people like to listen to um and i can only do that if i know your feedback so so let me know so anyway thanks so much for listening and i'll see you next time